1: Calling all Kingdom Women Entrepreneurs, the vision builders, the boundary breakers and the passion igniters who know they're called and anointed to impact positive change for the Kingdom through your business.
2: A business that honors and serves God. Welcome to Kingdom Women Entrepreneurs Podcast.
1: This is your host,
2: Fidelis Cruz. And I'm Anne-Marie Cross. Now onto the show. Hey, it's Anne Marie. Just wanted to pop in and introduce today's very special show. This was a panel interview that we did live streamed across various platforms as part of International Women's Day celebration this year. And Fidelis and I invited some incredible Kingdom women entrepreneurs to join us on the panel. And each of us brought uh, our various insights to the show. So I did want to say that you may find uh, some of the differences in the audio quality that's sometimes what happens when we do the live stream we didn't want to edit it too much or over edit it because we wanted to keep the conversation as authentic and as our wonderful guests brought and and shared their insights with us so we do hope that you'll give us a little bit of grace where when it comes to the audio quality of this show we know that you're going to love the conversation as much as Fidelis and I did when we spoke to these incredible women so let's get on to today's show. And welcome everybody to this live panel interview and of course we've gathered together to celebrate what it means to be a Christian woman in business during these times and as we know around the world we just recently celebrated, well yesterday it was for us here in Australia and I know in the US and other parts of the world they are still celebrating International Women's Day and with International Women's Day there's a lot of different areas of focus particularly about bringing uh, attention to gender equality, violence and abuse against women, And of course, what we want to do today with the panelists, and I'll introduce those uh, people in a moment, we want to talk about, you know, what are some of the challenges as Christian uh, business women are we facing? Um, How do we live in a world that is very compromised against uh, what we know as uh, Jesus followers, what he said and how we live in the world, as well as a lot of other topics that I'm sure will come from today's conversation. So let me introduce some of our wonderful panelists. Of course, we have fidelis cruz who's the founder of kwe academy and the community she's an award-winning christian life and business coach she's a best-selling author and speaker welcome fidelis looking forward to hearing you share your insights <laughs> today we have monica devernand and she's a strengths profile a business and a growth coach she's the founder of grow through plan or the grow through planner welcome monica to the panel. And we have Sherry Smith. She's a surface designer and she's the founder of Missy Wildflower. Welcome to the panel, Sherry. And, of course, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. I'll be uh, speaking and directing these wonderful women. Uh, And, of course, I'm the founder of Podcasting with Purpose and a personal brand and podcast strategist and business coach. And we enjoy um, and welcome you to join us in today's conversation if you feel So, inclined. So, maybe Fidelis will turn to you first and open the floor with what are some of the things that you're hearing from your communities at KWE, which of course is Kingdom Women Entrepreneurs? What are some of the challenges that uh, some of the women have shared that is common to uh, being a a Christian woman in business in the world today?
1: Thanks, Anne Marie. You know, as we grow the community, um, we've been around for. Uh, A few years now and uh, something that's really consistent that people are asking, some of the women are asking is, you know, kingdom identity and who they are in Christ. And I guess um, also not just about kingdom identity, but um, also being able to communicate that in a way um, for through their business, through the platform that they have and just really stepping out in boldness and really um, yeah, owning that, you know, I'm a Christian woman in business and um, being able to articulate and communicate that in their sphere of influence, I think that's what um, some of us have a challenge with and um, yeah, and maybe some questions around, you know, as a Christian business owner. Um, what sets me apart? What makes me different from everybody else? Um, You know, how can I practically go out there into the world and make a difference uh, as a Christian business owner? So those kind of questions come up and I think today's, um, you know, live streaming would be, uh, you know, great and having that conversation around these topics. So... Fantastic. Thanks
2: for sharing. And you picked up on one of the topics that uh, other women were also struggling with. So I thought it would be wonderful to go around the panel and each share uh, around Kingdom Identity. I'm sure we each have our stories. And we're hoping, of course, and we spent some time in prayer that through what we share, our story, our journey, that it can inspire and empower others to realise that, uh, yeah, there is incredible identity when we align ourselves with Christ. So maybe we'll talk to you, Sherry, when we're we thinking about kingdom identity. What does that mean to you? And do you have a personal story where the Lord's walk you through to helping you understand who you are in Christ, who you are in the world, your gifts and talents? Can you share a little bit with us today? Yeah,
3: sure. Um, it's been an amazing journey. I was doing a different uh, business in interior design, And I knew God was leading me in that and he was providing the clients and it was beautiful, but it got to a point where I'd lost my passion for it and my joy. And so then I really started to seek God on what he wanted me to do. And there was a period of grieving for the old business going. And then a time.
2: Oh, Sherry, your audio has dropped off. There is it just me or have others? You're not no, also not yes, Sherry.
1: Yeah, it's dropped
3: off. Maybe the internet?
2: Now oh, you're there go. Well, yeah, it's,
3: it's back. Yeah, it might be the internet. It's a bit up and down. Okay. Um, yeah, so just being challenged at what my gifts and talents are. And it's something I'd struggled with a long time because I wanted something more practical than being creative. But then coming to peace about, okay, this is what God's given me. How am I going to use that to to bring income into my family, but also how am I going to use that to serve others? How am I going to point people to Jesus? And Mm -hmm. so that's been my philosophy with what I'm doing is it's bringing joy, it's bringing beauty, but it's pointing people back to God. And so that's what I'm wanting to do through my art. And then another side to that is wanting to help women of all areas of life, embrace new beginnings because i've been through a journey of what it meant to let go of the old come through and then embrace the new and my identity in jesus has helped me have the confidence helped me to have the just to get up and go to go i can do this with god's help i can do this even though there can be obstacles just to if you're passionate about it go for it and give it your all because you deserve to do that and i think you will reflect God back to people, and you'll bring glory to Him in doing it. So I love that,
2: and of course, uh, Sherry, as you were saying, you you turned and you you prayed about it. You asked the Lord, and of course, who better to go and ask? You know, who am I? Because as we know, Psalm one hundred and thirty nine verses thirteen to fourteen talks about how we are. He created our inmost being, knitted us together, or me together in uh, my mother's womb. And uh, knowing that, going to our Creator and saying, you know, who am I? Um, where can I make an impact? Um, yeah, I love that. Monica, let's let's turn to you. Do you have a kingdom identity story that you'd like to share today?
0: Oh, yes, I do. Um, but I'll try and keep this as brief as I can. So um thanks for having me, Anne-Marie. So um for those who don't know, so I come from a medical background. Um I was once a medical practitioner, practiced for about 14 years, and then um went through a very dark time in my life um trying to conceive our second child um, so lost a couple of uh, well five pregnancies um, to be exact but in that space of um i guess grief and darkness um, little did i know god was doing something um, i also was not a christian as a child I, uh, I i was born again um in my adult life so um i guess coming from you know um a non christian background i i i i i guess i didn't see the um value of leaning into god till i got to that very dark time of my life um and in that space um i you know i was led to just write and share my story and 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 that was the time where facebook was coming around and you know blogging was a thing so i shared my work online and um god brought the people god brought women who were who were going through a very similar time in their life and and that was how my journey uh, of career my career transition began so uh, a bit like sherry i left my medical career only last year Um, did i really feel the peace of god to fully let down my um my medical side and um fully walked into my coaching business. I started my coaching business about six years ago, but I had one foot in my coaching business, one foot in my medical job. And while it wasn't a bad thing, um, it really made me question who I am, where my identity lies. Is it in the job that I do? Is it, you know? um, Yeah, so, and I think for a lot of women, we do struggle with that because our jobs become part of who we are. It becomes our identity, and I think for me as a medical practitioner, after you know training for years, working for 14 years, that was definitely a, a part of me. And I, I I don't think I saw it um, um, as a stronghold, but clearly it was because when it came to the time where God said to let it down, I really battled with God. I was like, wow, like are you for real, God? Like are you making me Put down my medical job and fully walk into coaching and um you know the growth through planner was again another god-given vision in 2020 as the world was shutting down god was giving me this brand new idea to bring to life and i was like how do i manage logistics when the world is literally shutting down on us so but it was all god right so i think over the years that you know i've learned to um understand That our identity is not in what we do, um, you know, for a job or even our roles. Like I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a business owner. My identity is not in those positions that I hold or my roles. Um, My identity is in God and who He says I am, right? Um, But I think sometimes it's head knowledge before it's something we live out, and that's that's been my experience over the years. God's been really taking me through this journey of knowing who I am in his eyes, um, minus the fluff around me, minus the roles and the responsibilities. So, yeah, Yeah. that's been my story and my journey.
2: That's so lovely, Monica. I love the way that you've said that you look at your identity through God's eyes. Mm. Amazing. And how loved you are. And I love the way that you also shared that there are some times where we go, are you serious, God? You want me to what? And and that's we're reminded in the Bible it says my plans, my ways are higher than your plans. He can foresee. He already knows what's coming and uh, how wonderful that you took that step of faith and, you know, the way through the Lord says, I've got you. And he has, and how wonderful you can celebrate. And we can celebrate that alongside you, and I'm sure that's a wonderful story others can uh, relate to as well. Now, before we move to you, Coach Fidelis, I just want to do a shout-out to two of the women who are watching. We have more, but two of them have said one is Lavinia Bailey. She's watching from the Netherlands, from the Nederland. Hey, Lavinia. (laughs) I can understand it, but not necessarily speak it. Uh, Hi, Lavinia. Great that you could be with us today. And whoops, let me bring this back up. Elizabeth, Elizabeth.
1: that's my mom. Hi, mom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful, good, good. So, shout out to to, uh, everyone who's watching. So, for Dallas, your kingdom identity story oh, you know, it's been
1: a journey. It's, it's, and I think uh, you know, the kingdom identity journey is an ongoing thing for all of us because you're always. Um, you know, God always reveals something new to us every single time. So you won't completely get it, (laughs) but you know, there's a maturity, there's spiritual growth as you walk with God. And, um, I love that because I love discovering all the time. I love how God allows us to discover that and kingdom identity. You know, he says in the scriptures that, um, your identity is hidden in Christ so meaning to say we've got to find it. It's something that we don't just, you know, oh, arrive at. We, we kind of have to pursue it. And it's hidden in Christ, which means we need to follow him and we need to walk with him. And for me, my story is really my King, kingdom <coughs> identity journey is within the business world, I guess, as I started my entrepreneurial journey and partnered with Jesus uh, with um, you know, our community, Kingdom Woman Entrepreneurs, and um and my coaching business when i first started as a coach it was very much like you know i was a life coach but then when i was seeing my clients it's just so re- you know natural for me to to be praying for them to be praying pray is saying praise god hallelujah and it's just so natural i can't take it away from from you know what i'm doing and how i serve and so you know god really spoke to me about that and how Um, you know, if I really want to give it my all when I work with my clients and I feel like when I stop myself from, you know, having, you know, wanting to pray for them and doing any of that stuff and, um, it's sort of like hindering the move of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, Lord, it feels so hard. Like I really want to serve in, in life coaching, but I, I feel like I, you know, do I need to be, can, can I share that? Can I pray? Can I? You know, and then when God has, you know, really spoken to me about my kingdom identity, it's like, you know, just be real, be authentic and be yourself. Don't hold back because that's where the, the power is. That's where I can really use you and, um, you know, lives will be changed because you're, you're using every part of you and you're not missing that little bit. And for me, it was really coming into agreement with that and going, okay, God, I, I really want to surrender, you know, my business to you, my life coaching businesses to you. So now it's, um, and I, and I have now put Christian life coach and business mentor, because I want to make it loud and clear that, Hey, this is, (laughs) this is who I am. And if you're going to work with me, you're going to be hearing praise God, hallelujah. And we'll be praying together Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so for me, that, that is still a journey, and I continue to learn more about how God, um, yeah, how, how God calls us to be um, the woman of God that he wants us to be. But I guess, yeah, I think kingdom identity, um, yeah, for me, is an ongoing,
2: <laughs> still learning. Yeah, as, as yeah. is for all of us. Uh, I love the way that um, you've said, you know, through that journey, It is claiming it, isn't it? It's claiming through what um, the Lord is really showing you through the various aspects of time that you spent with him and just saying this is the way it is and not compromising that uh, passion in you, by hiding it, you know, hiding your light in in the world. Of course, you do work with other kingdom uh, women entrepreneurs, but through the conversations that you have, and we're all, as Christians, told to be the light in the dark world, Mm And that's not really very hard these days, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's that's really powerful. So I'm sure that uh, you've empowered others through sharing uh, that today. And the moment
1: that I did that, Anne-Marie, the moment that I, you know, stepped into obedience, and really go, God, this is my kingdom identity. I know that it is you. You know, you love me. And uh, so many testimonies of how great and how amazing God is in my life. And we can't keep that to ourselves. And the more that I did that and the more that I showed up in my business as that kingdom woman that God wants me to be, the more the business flourished. the more I'm able to work with the dream clients that I want to work with. And it's just... You know it's it just blew blew up from there and and thank god and i think that's that's a testament to you know when we align ourselves with him and we're obedient to to his word i think it's so important that we do
2: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll share briefly, um, well, I don't know how briefly it's going to be, I'll (laughs) try briefly, but it it will segue more into, I think, also to the next point that we want to talk about, preparing for spiritual battles. Can't wait to hear some Mm -hmm. of the insights the panelists will share. But one of the reasons that I wanted to share this is because how many of us have an incredible kingdom identity, you know, what, what Monica says, looking at who we are through God's eyes, who he created us to be in the world. And amazing. Every single one of us is unique, just like our fingerprints. And so often when we're looking and if people are listening or watching or even the recording thinking, well, I'm still struggling with that. Maybe you don't even know the Lord yet and you're Searching for something more. Let me just tell you who you're looking for is Jesus. I'll just put that out there. Contact one of the, uh, each of our panelists. I'm sure we can each have a private conversation if you want to dive a little bit deeper into that. But what the enemy, and we, when we talk about the enemy, we're of course talking about Satan, and we can see that move of Satan coming in the world when we now hear of um, you know s- satanic um, kindergartens and childcare mm-hmm. and. and and their churches and so forth. So that that whole satanic push, if you will, has always been there. It talks about powers and principalities. But why I'm sharing that is because often our enemy wants to keep us suppressed from knowing who we are, who we are created to be. Why? Because we are a force to be reckoned with. When we align ourselves with the Lord, Holy Spirit lives in us. Greater is he that lives in us than who lives in the world. Amen he knows that he pretty much um, can only work so far if just taken away. So he looks at our identity. We see in the world what happens. If we can confuse children about their identity, we can be controlled and manipulated. So I was adopted. I was born to a young mother who was not married, didn't even know who my father was um, that's a whole kind of journey that i went through goodness i don't even have a father you know what the lord told me you've got three you've got your biological father your adopted father and a heavenly father so i have three mm-hmm. fathers but the enemy continued to you know kind of chip 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 away that you're a mistake you are this we are not a mistake um, and so my identity through my entire probably you know for many many years was trying to how can I say it, look for things that I would achieve because I felt less than. But I tell you what, when we align ourselves with the spirit of the Lord and who he sees that we are, we are not a mistake. We are purposefully knitted in our father's womb and no one or nothing can take that away from us. And I share that today because there's a lot of discussion in the world about, um, you know, pregnancies, unwed mothers. Well, guess what? I'm the product of an unwed mother. And I am so glad that that unwed mother gave time for me to grow and to have a life. You know, I've got Mm -hmm. two incredible mothers, one who took the time out to, uh, to nurture me in her womb. And then another mother who's now gone to the Lord who helped me to live that. I mean, how blessed am I? So whilst the enemy was saying, you don't really, you know, you were rejected, you are an outcast, I actually had doubled the mothers and wonderful women who lived in the world. So I wanted to share that uh, with women, all of the women around the world today. If you're struggling with your identity, go to the Lord and ask him, who did you create me to be? And if you are an unwed mother, Can I please implore you, go to the Lord too and ask him. Here I am in a situation that I did not know that I would be in. Who am I? And I want to share this as I finish and move to the panelists talking about spiritual battle because we are always in spiritual battle. I remember reading uh, in a book called um, The Prophet Warrior, Prophetic Warrior by uh, Emma uh, Starks where she was in a store and she was waiting to get served in a retail outlet and there was a young woman who was serving at the counter and the Lord said to her, I want you to go up to, I'm paraphrasing, but this is what the story she said in her book, I want you to go up to that young woman and tell her that she is going to be an incredible mother. And she was standing there and thinking, okay, you know, she had a (laughs) lot like this. So as she got nearer to the, closer to the line where she was going to be served, People walked away because there was a lot of people standing around the, the the register. And that's exactly what Emma said. I know this might sound weird, but I'm I'm a messenger of the Lord, and he wanted me to let you know that you are going to make an incredible mother. That young woman stared at her and said tears were coming down her face. She said, You have no idea how how impactful that is. She said, because I found out that I was pregnant and I booked in for an abortion on Friday. And I said, Lord, if you are real, show me a sign about what you want me to do. And as soon as Emma shared that, she um, rang, cancelled the abortion and because she knew that she was going to be a wonderful mother. And so I just wanted to share that uh, today with uh, everyone if you're struggling with that. You are going to be a wonderful mother, even if you decide to, uh, to give that child up uh, to be looked after from another family. So I thought that I would uh, share that. So let's go back to uh, you, Sherry, talking about spiritual battles. This is something that each and every one of us has to uh, face e- each and every day. What are some of the Bible verses, perhaps? What are some of the ways in which um, you arm yourself for spiritual battle?
3: yeah um that story really got to me i'm all teared up <laughs> i had to hold on to i thought in a minute i'm gonna so thank you yeah um okay so spiritual battle um i have certain scriptures that i love to repeat to myself just depending where my headspace is at the time or what i'm look um you know working through at the time it could be a confidence issue it could be a worthy issue um I do a lot of praying, I pray in my head a lot um, and I do pray out loud as well and a lot of my prayers are thanking God, thanking God that he is with me, he loves me, he's helping me. Um, when it comes to scriptures, it could be something like I have you know, plans for you, like in um, Jeremiah 29, that you know, he's got plans for me to help me and to prosper me, never to harm me. And I spread that again over my children as well and over my husband. So. A lot of the scriptures I've prayed are claiming them and then thanking God for them. So it, it's, it's in motion. It's not mm-hmm. just static. Um, so that's really important. And when I come up against some issues that I need to work through, I just step back for a second and remind myself, who am I? Who am I? You know, who am I? I am the daughter of God. Jesus is my best friend. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He came to give me life and to have it to the full. And just the strength I get on a daily basis through going through those favorite scriptures. And another area is having a word for the year. Um, So this year my year, my word is fulfilled and it's a multi-layered word. And the scriptures around that is just that I'm fulfilled in Christ okay, so I've got, if I'm fulfilled in Christ, then how is Christ helping me with all the different things that I'm doing right now? Um, so I just find praise and worship and just standing on those promises because everything in the Bible is a promise from our Heavenly Father to us and just recognising those and claiming those for us personally, I find very powerful.
2: That's beautiful. You know what I love about um, that wonderful reminder, Sherry, is that the Lord does say be mindful that you don't go, I'm paraphrasing, down the slippery slope of uh, self-pity because mm-hmm. that can take us spiralling down and what we do is to praise and be thankful and then we, we our focus is really focused on all of the things that we would forget and negate, but there's just that inner strength isn't there when we do do that and sometimes we need to do that on a, a daily basis which is uh just so important so thank you for for sharing that monica let's uh h- how do you what are some of the things that you do to get into uh, the spiritual battle
0: yeah i think i think firstly acknowledging that we are in um spiritual battle is really important i think that was something i really had to um, just acknowledge because um, i think sometimes we you know when we come up against resistance which whether you are a believer or not you are going to come up against resistance that's part of life um, but i think as a christian as a as a mom you know you watch your kids go through different struggles your marriage may, you know maybe uh, going through different seasons Um, I think to recognize that there is a spiritual element in this, Uh, it's not just flesh against flesh, there is something else um, is important because sometimes I think we take it in our own strength to, you know, um, maybe correct someone's behavior or in a business interaction, we might, you know, not like the way someone else is dealing with us or whatever. But I think the moment I started to recognize that there is the spiritual element to it, it almost gave me um um i guess that uh uh insight and also to know that um you know i have a weapon to fight this uh and it's called prayer and uh you know so i think um a bit like you sherry i pray a lot in my head and sometimes that comes out um so i remember when my kids were little um they used to go wait what what did you just say and and not realizing i was i i'm speaking to them but then you know, I might not like something they've done, and I'm praying, and then I might be praying in tongues, and that comes out. So my kids will go, wait, wait, what did you just say? And I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. And I used to um, be feel really awkward about it, but um, as the years have gone by, I realized, you know what? It's important for my kids to hear and see me pray. Um, and, and, you know, even in tongues, like, because I think there is that slight awkwardness sometimes when you're praying in, praying in tongues in public. Um, but my kids have heard me do that. And I think for me, that's important as part of me passing on that, um, that, you know, we, that we are constantly in spiritual battle. Um, so, you know, I do it for my business. I do it for my family, obviously. Um, but I think one of the things that I, um, the way I connect with God, and especially when I feel like I'm in a spiritual battle, um, is through writing. And I have always been someone to journal. Um, that's always been the way I connect with God. Um, so it's a bit of worship music, a bit of prayer, but for me, it's writing. When I write, um, I, I there is there is nothing between me and God. It's literally me just bearing my soul, um, which you know uh, sometimes I go, oh, you know if. Imagine if someone finds this diary, like when I'm dead and gone, you know, if my kids like find this. Um, so what I do now is I write and then I, you know, I strip it all and I, you know, I might chuck it away like, you know, in a few months or whatever. But I think for me, I've tried other ways, but I feel for me that when I write, I just connect. And I also get um, uh, and, 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 you know, while I'm writing, it's just not me writing. I sit there and wait for God to to. To tell me or to give me um, something. So literally sometimes I would just start and go, Lord, I don't know what I'm praying for, but I'm angry today. You need to tell me what I need to do next, or reveal to me what, what you know what's going on in my heart. So, and I I will always um, I will always hear back in in some form or, or another. Um, but for me, that's part of my, uh, I guess, my spiritual battle plan. <laughs> um, so I try and do that most mornings. That's how I start my mornings. But, uh, of course, with kids, sometimes that doesn't quite happen. But whenever I get a chance, that's that's what I do.
2: Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that, Monica. Lots of yeah. great insights there that uh, I'm sure we can all borrow if we don't have our <laughs> own spiritual warfare plan. Yeah. Sometimes it's have... Great to have a lot of different strategies at our yeah. um, uh, For Dallas, what about you? Are there certain things that you do when it comes to, uh, yeah, to standing firm when uh, you have, um, yeah, things that come alongside that you think I really need to get? Because we are constantly in warfare, aren't we, in, in spiritual yeah. battle?
1: Yes, Anne-Marie. So I can agree with Monica and Sherry, and I think prayer is obviously number one because that's how we, you know, communicate to God and, partner with him in this. Uh, for me, um, community is so important. I feel like um, apart from prayer and um, and journaling and all of the things that we, we can do on our own, it's always so good to partner with others as well in prayer. You know, um, we, had, we have prayer nights for KWE every month. And for me, that's really the backbone of our community Um, being able to pray for one another and just having that agreement. You know, there's power in agreement. Um, When we're in one mind, one accord, and we just pray, there's power in that. And so uh, for me, it's so important that I surround myself with Christ-centered mentors or spiritual mentors that can speak life over me, as well as partner with them in prayer as well. So, yeah, I think that, that might be one of the things that I really hold on to because When we do it on our own, uh, you know, sometimes when you're in a spiritual battle, you might not want to do that on your own because you're so low. And I've been in this place before where I have been going through a lot. Like last year was the worst. I went through a lot of spiritual battle and I just didn't want to pray. I didn't want to praise. I didn't want to journal. I didn't want to do any of that. By having a community and people around you that are Christ-centered who will say, hey, Fids, you're not yourself today. Can I pray for you? Can I pray- you. intercede for you? And so that's really important with us, you know, having um, a community that will intercede and pray for us, but also get together, not just, you know, praying for us, but praying with us is super important. And apart from that speaking in tongues which monica already mentioned you know it's a heavenly language that the enemy can't even understand so when we speak you know we, when we speak in tongues the enemy cannot hear what we're saying but our spirit is connected with god's spirit and we're basically you know holy spirit is interceding for us even how amazing is that because at some point when we're really low we don't know what to say but that's what the bible says you know when you don't know what to say you can speak in tongues. You know, we come out with moanings. We come out with, uh, you know, utterings that no one could understand, but only the spirit can understand. So that, for me, speaking in tongues, having a, a you know faith-filled community that will encourage you during your dark times is super important. I had one more, but I can't remember it now. So I'll stick with those two. Um, but yeah, super important to have a community.
2: Yeah, So, so good. Um, I'll, I'll share a little bit of what, what I do, but I wanted to uh, turn our attention. I, I know all of you ladies would know, but I'll, I'll share this. Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18 talks about the armor of God. And there are some posts that I'll often push if I'm sharing something and it's like full armor on warrior. The Bible tells us we have to go through our day uh, because we, as the Bible says, in, in within that 10th, uh, text is, you know, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle. And this is so important. I think uh, you were saying this, Sherry, that often we forget that we have an enemy that wants to do nothing. He's a prowling lion, like a Mm prying who a lion who prowls waiting to pounce. Uh, Our struggle, as uh, Ephesians says, is not against flesh and blood, so not against, you know, man, but against the rulers, the authorities, the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And we know that those spiritual forces are Satan and the third of fallen angels who were cast out of heaven because they dared in their pride... Uh, which is a sin, their pride um, and wanting to be worshipped like God, uh, they were cast out of heaven and they continue to uh, to prowl around like lions. You know, I was interviewing someone on one of uh, Christian Entrepreneurs' podcasts and when she shared this with me, it was like one you know, of those aha moments, the things that you hear from the, you know, from the pulpit. Many, many years I grew up in the church and it wasn't until she shared that and I went, she's right. Oh, and she was talking about the armour of God, but the sword of the Spirit. She said, notice that all of the armour, and I encourage everyone to go and read Ephesians 6, verses 10 to 18. The armour is very much protective gear, like the breastplate, the belt of truth, um, helmet of salvation. But the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. What's the word of God? My Bible's behind me, so I can't (laughs) grab it. But that's the sword of the spirit. And guess what we do with a sword? We don't leave it hanging on the wall. We don't leave it in its, whatever that thing that holds the sword. We hold that. And that is the word of God and and uh, isn't it wonderful that we don't have to think of any words we can go to the Bible and I think each of you have said you you read the Bible we declare that over us we know the word of God does not come back void and when a, you know when a child of God reminds Satan who we are and we speak that out over ourselves and that it is it what really can just cut through those strongholds I think also as Christians, we need to be mindful that I think there's, there's three different things that I've often seen that the enemy can uh, can keep us stuck. It's certainly through oppression, certainly, mm-hmm. and also be through suppression. What are we believing? Or maybe there's some misbeliefs. Maybe there's some theology that we believe, which is unfortunately actually not true. And then, of course, as Christians, we would not really experience this because we're filled with the Holy Spirit but for those who are not filled with the Holy Spirit and who dabble, dabble in the occult they leave themselves don't they ladies open to possession unfortunately mm. and uh, who is the only one that can battle that is obviously Jesus but the Holy Spirit and to think that we have the sword of the Spirit the Word of God which we can declare um, we have the Holy Spirit living in us let us be the vessels that when we walk into a room if there are any negative spiritual entities there, they run because they know that uh, a woman of the Lord has just entered and she is not going to put up with uh, any rubbish. So that's what I um, will will do. Definitely prayer, praise. Uh, I will take out my sword of the Spirit and I am ready to chop off some heads. (laughs) My way, you know, and no, it's not me, but the Holy Spirit and what is promised to Mm. us. All right, I'm going to bring us up as panelists, all all of us together here, because uh, this is well not one of my favorite topics but where we really can make a difference. We know that we live in a compromised world and there's a few missions and I know uh, Fidelas you want to talk about one of the missions that you've partnered with and what KWE supports which is rampant uh, throughout the world. But when when we ask the question, you know, how do we live in a compromised world so that we can really fully walk in our God-given calling and our purpose uh We love the the Proverbs 31 woman. I mean, she was an amazing woman. We all want to be like her, you know, virtuous, strong, selfless. Um, When we're talking about living in a a compromised world, we know Romans 12 2 reminds us, do not conform to the patterns of this world. I'm going to say that again for all Mm -hmm. of us. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. And I love the way that um, uh, there was someone that I was listening to this morning, one of the pastors, Amir Tafati, he said, how do we uh, translate the Bible? How do we translate the Word of God? We use the Word of God to translate the Word of God. So how do we not conform? We do that, by being transformed by the renewing of our minds every day so that we can test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And we know that we need to transform our minds more than ever. So uh, maybe Sherry, and we we kind of do this as a bit of a, a round robin too, when we're talking about, you know, standing firm on biblical principles, we often hear the term, and it's a slippery slope and certainly not a godly one, when it's, well, I'll speak my truth. When we don't have a truth in which is a stronghold, and we're talking about the stronghold, the rock of ages, we can be led in all sorts of different directions. So, Sherry, what do you do to stand firm to what you know the Lord has said, his truth in a compromised world?
3: Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. So I'm very careful. I I guard me in a spiritual way very carefully. Um, I guard myself with my mind. I guard myself with my body. So it's the choices I'm making, um, the music I listen to, the movies that I'm watching, the books that I read, the conversations I have. Um, I I believe very strongly that the Holy Spirit nudges me if I'm, stepping outside of that zone of where god wants me to be so you know you might start to feel a bit icky inside oh i shouldn't is that virgin on gossip you know when you you know you could be talking about something or it's just all the time just just everything i'm doing everything i'm thinking everything i'm letting into my being i'm just checking it off what do i know is right you know what do i know that god wants from me um what his his purpose for me so, you know, it could be a scriptural thing, it could be a, a godly thing, it could be a prayer thing, whatever it is, like you have to keep checking in all the time because the world does want you to, to, to drag you away from the this purity of what God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit is and what the scriptures are. And I take the the Bible as truth. I don't say, oh, it's like okay to use that bit, but not this bit. Mm-hmm. And obviously... As you grow in in Jesus, you learn more and, you know, that scripture at this point in your travels will be meaning that and then down the track it will mean something different and that's beautiful and, you know, one scripture can mean different things to different people and I believe that is, you know, done through the Holy Spirit, showing you what God wants you to know at that point in time. But at the same time, you can't pick and choose. Like you've got to be Mm -hmm. focused, focused on God, focused on Jesus, focused on the Holy Spirit. And if you're not sure just bring it back pray is this what you want me to do lord and that feeling i believe um is the holy spirit saying yes or no open the mm-hmm. doors close the doors and whatever it's going to be so that's how i navigate um being in the world but not of the world
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wonderful 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 our testimony there monica what about you what are some of the things that you do
0: yeah i think um for me it's like you sherry i think it's that guarding of our hearts and and that means making some choices around the things you watch the things we you know we hear we listen to etc um but i think for me so you know as i shared before i come from a non-christian background and you know i was saved um i think it was 2008 2008 yeah and um so i remember years ago battling this with with god as well going all right am i a christian coach christian business coach do i need to um you know make it really clear that i'm a christian business coach or life coach um and for me i think i'm very transparent with my beliefs so you know people who are in my environment will know that i'm of a of christian belief but at the same time i felt god saying um you know that i My influence in the world is to lead people to Jesus. And there was a woman that went before me who led me to Jesus. So my assignment is to do that. And, you know, through the years I've been coaching for six years, I've had um, as many um, non-Christian clients as I've had Christian women clients. And many non-Christian clients who started the journey with me a huge percentage of them was led to Jesus. Not because I was preaching the Bible in my coaching sessions, but I think for each of us, God gives us that, you know, that unique influence, right? We each have this very unique influence uh, and impact for uh, through the work that we do. And um, I think for me, whilst I still work with the non-Christian women as well, um, I have to be very discerning with what I allow in and and, you know coming back to your question how do you live in how do you I guess stand your truth or live your truth in this compromise? world Um, I think for me it's I have to be very much um, in tune with the Holy Spirit um, to discern what I allow um, where the conversations go um, because there's I'm also dealing with clients um, or women in general in my space where there is a lot of um, I guess practices that don't align with the Christian belief. So, I, as much as I I still love on them, um, I have to be very discerning that I share where I'm coming from. And my clients know this; they know it um, as soon as they engage me as a coach or you know in my community, etc. I, I make it very clear that you know I come from a Christian um, background and the Bible uh, and the Word will will obviously take precedence um in, in the way I do things. And you know, I, I think not not just in my business world, but I have two kids in primary school. And let you know, coming back again to what you said, Anne-Marie, it, it is a very much a compromise world out there at the moment. And sometimes we feel as Christians, as long as we have God's word and we parent our children in this Christian home, we'll all be good. But I'm learning very quickly that unless we do something about it, we are we are going to um, find ourselves in this space where our children are questioning, um, you know, maybe even their identity, which is which is what's going on. Um, so I'm now, as a mom, as a Christian coach, I am having these conversations with my children. And I have to, as much as I, I feel a bit uncomfortable sometimes doing it, I have to make sure that they know where where the truth is. And that's in the Word. Yeah. So I think it's that discernment, that continuously coming back to God, and is this right, is this wrong? Is this a door I leave open, shut it, you know, what next? I think it's that constant communication. Um, and, you know god god will give us his wisdom right we we have to ask um in in everything so yeah. yeah
2: so so true and it is so true and i love the way that you said that you will make a stand and mm. have that open conversation and i think fidel as you and i were speaking earlier before we went live you know sometimes it can be a little bit scary to stand up and speak truth but yeah. In love, of course, we want to do it in a, in a loving way. Uh, but it's important, isn't it? And not only that, Jesus told us to do that. So it is is important. And there are some people searching. And, Monica, I love that, uh, that you've shared that just through interacting with people and not necessarily preaching scripture to them, just showing through your day-to-day interactions, your character, how you respond. This is a great reminder for all of us, that in and of itself can cause Someone in trade, kind it? of. Mm-hmm. You are. You respond in such a different way. You are so confident. The whole world is falling apart. yet you, you guys are singing and praising <laughs> what's going on. You know, I want what she has, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or well, that gives a wonderful opportunity for us to share the gospel in the way, the way in which the gospel was supposed to be shared, you know, not with all of the rules and the religious spirit um, with all its legalism and, and so forth, which is, of course, not what Jesus in, intended when he said go and share the gospel um cast out demons lay hands on the sick so that they may be made whole i think we forgot those last two but uh <laughs> everybody that's what we need to do to, to go into and, and we can you know his uh support fidelis so share a little bit more about uh yes of course but you're really also helping with the mission practically uh, in an area which is sadly rampant uh, around the world. So share a little bit more about uh, that mission.
1: Yeah, look, as a Christian business owner, we have such a, what a privilege, right, to be able to serve God in this way in different industries. And, um, you know, for me, yeah, I, I think, you know, thinking about how can I help as a Christian entrepreneur? What, what can I do in a practical way? And um, KWE partnered with Generation 414. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It is a, um, an organization that helps survivors of se- sex trafficking. And, you know, this is really, for me, you know, the heart of God, really helping um, people and, you know, people that have been oppressed, people that have been taken advantage of. And I feel like as business owners, how cool is it that we get to consciously choose or consciously, um, yeah, take part in these uh, in these way. So, you know, it's it's. It's crazy that a lot of people don't realize that these things are actually happening in the world, mm-hmm. and um, you know, sex trafficking, human trafficking actually happens right here in our in Australia, and, and it's just ridiculous. So, um, yeah, we've partnered with them, and um, every time we have events like conferences or um, we have our award nights, um, a, a portion of um, the the uh, profits or the payments that's been made go towards helping them so they um create um dignified employment and personal development for for the survivors of the people who have been rescued from um that you know human trafficking and sex industry so yeah just i mean thank you jesus that he can use us as his hands Mm -hmm. and his feet during these times Um, and i think i also wanted to share like the importance of being aware and across What's happening with the world? I, I I'm speaking to myself there because I feel like as Christian business owners and leaders, we need to be aware of what's going on. And for for me, I felt like actually I don't know most of the things that's going on. But little by little, and I think that's what we we think you know, I think we need to do is gradually as you go, ask God. God, what areas do you want me to start looking into to really make an impact? You know, not just having a business and and uh you know, you know, shining in the in this area, but also how can I practically serve in different uh, in different ways. So that's something I'm working on at the moment is to be be more aware of what's going on and go, God, well how how can I then help in that area? Yeah, yeah beautiful, beautiful.
2: Uh, a few years ago when all of you know what was happening probably about three years ago and we know be careful what you pray for because <laughs> answer, God will answer yes. prayer. sometimes it takes a little bit longer in his timing and one of the prayers that I prayed was exposed where the enemy's plans are what is he doing Lord so that I can alongside other sisters and brothers get into prayer make a stand mm. and Things that were revealed, it was like, oh, my goodness. But as we know, you know, the, the, the uh, they called Satan, the God of this world. And as Christians, we know the Lord tells us where we're living today, this world is not our home. We are only passers through in this world, aren't we? In the world that has promised us. I was just talking to a colleague the other day and both of us started falling because I said, can you imagine when we get taken up and immediately as we do, we get our new heavenly bodies and we will see the face of Jesus. Can you imagine? I mean, we get to talk to him daily through, you know, prayer and, and that, but to actually see his." Mm-hmm and all of the things that we have been doing to work, you know, um, to bring his kingdom here Um, and then the fulfilment of, uh, you know, the biblical prophecy which we know is yet to come, just incredible. But it is difficult sometimes, isn't it? It can be a bit scary because we know that we're going to come against uh, pressure and not very nice things that that are said. And I think it's so important, the reminder that the Lord says uh, to us, be mindful about who you care more about what someone says, th- says or thinks about you. And I know when I stand before the throne of the Lord and he says to me, daughter, that moment you cared more about what other people thought about you <laughs> than what I thought about you, I said, there is no way that I am going to stand before his throne and say, oh, yeah, I know I should have uh, spoken up and... um you know that that kind of drives me to there's something else that I learned too you know sometimes i love share i think it was you that said this was that you read certain bible verses and then all of a sudden it's like was that in the bible i need to go <laughs> <laughs> is but it's because holy the holy spirit has shown you with a deeper meaning mm. and just recently i was listening to um Um, different sermons about revelation, the the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is an incredible book, um, and was saying that at the end of time we stand before the throne and uh, Jesus takes all of our works that we have done and he puts it through the fire and whatever is left, so the things, you know, all of the things that we thought, you know, was very man-driven, if you will, or or desire, our desire-driven will be burnt away and what is left, as given as an offering to him. And immediately I'm thinking, well, I'm not standing there with nothing in my hands, you know. I want to do the things that are going to make a difference, you know, in the kingdom, but also how I, uh, my relationship with the Lord. So it's funny how we're all individuals in the way we think of those things. I have a bit of a humorous relationship with the Lord too. It's respectful, <laughs> but, you know, he uses a bit of uh, a humor Um in in those lessons let's just go around because and just share the talking about how do we bring and how do we stand up in in a time where it can be a little bit scary are there things that you do each of you that that help to encourage others speak up because through your speaking up with loving kindness but with the truth god's truth um you may just bring someone to christ who can then stand alongside us. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Sherry, maybe we talk to you first. Can you give some words and, and insights of encouragement?
3: Um, yeah. Um, I've always been, from a very, very young age, very open with people about my love of Jesus and God and the spirit. Um, and when there's been tough times, just sharing how God's come through for me on different things and, um, something that sort of came to mind when I've been listening to everybody in this last little section is even with other Christians, sometimes you come across where they're sort of bordering on things that aren't what God would want for them, you know, wanting to to look into tarot reading and different things like that that um, can often look harmless on a level but really is very dangerous. And so just being brave and being able to say hey i'm not really sure that's what god would want for you Mm -hmm. and encouraging them to seek what he wants for them and um just it when i'm talking with people just hey going to church this weekend and you know just different things so that people know this is a natural part of life for me and it can be a natural part of life for you as well and i encourage people you know if you need to reach out hey i'm here to talk or pray for you and just really i like to be gentle Um, because I just feel that's my role in bringing God to people. I'm not one of these, you know, really big full-on people that are preaching, but I like to be gentle and I like to be real and I like to be open so that if they've got questions. And I've often had parents um, with my children at school, they'd say to me, I know you're a Christian and my child's got questions. I'm not there with it, but would you mind talking with them? and and things like that, I just think are really beautiful opportunities to speak into children and speak into parents as well. Um, and praying. I always, whenever I see something, I'm always praying just God's blessings and help into those situations because on that spiritual level, that's where it's at often, you know, it just just prayer. I just really believe and I just feel very strongly that God wants me to pray and it can just be something really simple, like the ambulance going past. Mm. You know? Lord, get that ambulance to where it needs to be quickly, safely, to help the people. You know, all those different things. Just prayer for me is really, really important. And just being gentle and open. This is who I am. I'm not going to force it on you, but I'm here if you want to talk. And you know, just to just to ask questions when needed. When I get when I feel that spirit saying, "Hey, what they're about to do is not right," just to start ask questions. Mm, I
0: love
2: that. What about you, Monica?
0: Yeah, I. such a good question. Um, so many, so many things to share. But um, I think for me, so I'm, you know, I, I'm not one of your um, loud and vocal people as well. Um, you know, obviously, there's a time and place for that. If I'm within a small group of people, yes, you know, I might put my, my opinions across. But I think for me, it's in the power of choice. Um, you know, we, we each have a choice um do we we you know i think just saying no to something is you already speaking out um if you're saying no i'm sorry i can't have that in my home that's the power of no you know that's that that's a choice you make um and and even like you know i think in business saying no to certain interactions or not working with certain People or organizations, whatever that is, um, it's you putting your your um, your voice across in in, in, a, in a in a in a in a powerful way, because people will question, um, oh, you know, but you were going to work with me. What happened there? And and I think that opens that conversation, that space for conversation. And I think just like us being consumers in everything, um, you know, even with say school choices, I think a lot of parents are. Um, at the moment in this last two years really battling this decision um, process do we send our kids to this school that's cool what's happening in this school what you know what's um you know I think every everything is sort of up in the air a little bit even with Christian education and you know things are con- constantly changing and um, I think we have to we have to make a stand on some of these things and put where our money um, you know where where it aligns with our values so to speak it's not always going to be a hundred percent you know to, a, a, ideal but you've got to make a make a choice somewhere so I think for me that's um, how I speak up and also I think the other thing is I you know obviously we all have our own individual life experiences and I think as a Christian woman, it's important to always share how God has brought us through that. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we we want to go, you know what, I came through that or, you know, yeah, business is great, amazing. And we forget that God's been driving this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's gone before us. He's right behind us. He's next to us. So why not just bring God into the conversation and let people decide whether it's for them or not. That's not for you know. That's not in our strength. But I think just always remembering to bring God into the picture. Because um, yes, sometimes we all want to take credit for all our you know achievements. But I think you know if we can just bring bring God into it, the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it may not be an immediate, as I say, with a lot of my, you know, even women that I work with, it's not an immediate um, change, but um, the specific client that I can think of, it was about a year and a half later, we had finished coaching and a year and a half later during COVID when we were in lockdown and, you know, obviously everyone was struggling with their own individual um, stuff. I, I shared something on just on my Instagram account and how I feel God is really working, even though we all feel like we are in this closed-up um, bubble. Uh, God's God's got a plan, and she reached out and asked me, "What do you mean by this? Like, how can you say God's got a plan?" And so I shared my, you know, what I was going through at that moment, and. Um, Little did I know God was obviously doing something in that year and a half. So it's that I think we each again have our own little platforms, own little communities, and as long as I think we remember that God's God's in it and we share that, that's that's a voice. That's us um, sharing our voice. Yeah. So
2: because no one can challenge us in no. our yes, can we? and we each have one. We each have one. We've had a. a a comment here. And I want to bring this in because I think as a panel, we might be able to each contribute to this. It's a beautiful um, question. Uh, thank you for sharing. As humans, we're all so fallible. No one stands strong and is compliant all the time. I know I feel fall short daily. There are times when I've compromised and I would love to know if I'm the only one no you are not this happens on a daily basis perhaps a question that i'd like answered is how when we do fall short compromise don't take a stand or keep quiet when we should have said something or stepped out from under his covering how do we restore our position Christ uh, I'll uh, go first and then you know maybe Fidel as you can speak about that look this is something that I know that I um, can often struggle with and the first and foremost thing that I do is I repent I'd say Lord I stuffed up again please forgive me um, because one of the reasons we want to do that is because a he told us that that's what we need to do but remember also to our enemy is the accuser He's the sort of person that goes along and says, "Lord, they're doing that. Lord, they're doing that." And so, if there is anything in our life which is a foothold that we allow, like a, an, it becomes an open wound, doesn't it? And that foothold can become a stronghold, which the enemy can continue um, to uh, to fester in us. And we have a loving, forgiving God go to him and, uh, and and repent, ask for forgiveness, and then say, Lord, what can I do next time? You know, if, if you've ever had um, a time where you leave and five minutes later, all of a sudden, bang, 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 all of these things that you should have said, it's like, Oh, I shouldn't say well guess what journal them down and say next time oh, that's what I'm going to say I can bring in that kind of a story and I love what each of you have said there a couple of things I want to point out each and every one of us is different don't fall into comparison to say, oh, Sherry does this so well, or Monica or Fidel Anne-Marie. You have your own unique and uncopyable way that you can speak into that. If you're not sure what that is, ask the Lord to reveal it mm. to you. And the most powerful thing sometimes can be prayer and using the word of the Lord. So if you don't know how to respond, turn to the word, ask the Holy Spirit, and inside, s- declare that even around the place. Someone got arrested. I think it was in the UK, was standing in the vicinity of uh, a clinic. Um, I won't say what sort of clinic, but she was arrested because of prayer. Ultimately, they weren't able to, you know, um, to uh, to uh, fine her or criminal activity. When the enemy does that, you know there's power in that, in prayers. Mm. So you can certainly pray against that. What about um, other panellists? Fidelis, do you have some... Uh, some words of, uh, of support for this comment.
1: Yeah, sure. Look, you're not the only one. You are not the only one. We are so not perfect, right? Um, we all make mistakes, and I just want to say, you know what, Emery mentioned as you know when we do those, we, when we do make mistakes, go back to God and you know repent, but also being careful that uh, we're not let, allowing the enemy to come back here. And once you've repented, and you know when you do, God forgives us you know he really does forgive and he forgets he forgets that he forgives and forgets but the enemy wants to remind us oh do you remember when you did this do you remember that you Mm -hmm. fell short over here so it's sort of that reminder but um you know let's look at that more on a. I, I guess discern whether that is to convict you rather than to condemn you because god is never there to condemn or to make Mm -hmm. you feel like oh i'm so bad like and what happens is shame comes in and then Mm -hmm. because of the shame you don't no longer want to to show up anymore because oh i did this and now i don't now i can't share at church because i did this thing Mm -hmm. and because of that shame so shame stops us from moving forward and actually breaking through so don't allow shame and what sets you free truth sets you free Mm -hmm. truth sets you free so when you have made a mistake i think truthfully going okay you know what i made a mistake and truthfully if you can even acknowledge that uh, uh, this is the thing that i do personally so i'll just share for me if i make a really big mistake i confront that publicly i will say i did this And that is truthfully wrong. And I honestly and sincerely apologize, or I own that mistake. And when we do that truthfully, the enemy doesn't have any chance to go, oh, you did this. Well, yeah, I did. And it is true. Yes, I did. And it is true. And that's the truth. And the truth sets me free. And I think that's the thing that we've got to remember is when when we make a mistake, it's not good we go back to god we repent god forgives us but when god when the enemy reminds us of it confront it and go well i'm gonna i'm gonna speak up about it and i'm not mm-hmm. gonna hide in that shame and retreat even more because that's the tactic that's mm-hmm. his tactic to keep us quiet and keep us silent um when we you know we're ashamed of what we've just done but instead of the shame we replace that weird wow i've overcome Guess what? I made this mistake, but God is bigger. My mm-hmm. God is greater than this mistake, right? So, it just giving back all the glory to God. We made we made a mistake. We made a fool I might have made a fool of myself, but at the end of the day, I don't care because then I give the glory back to God. And then I can now move
2: forward because you now the beautiful. truth yeah the truth is out that's there so. yeah that's beautiful yeah. you know um, all of us have spoken uh, about the power of prayer and you know having a conversation with the holy spirit uh, sometimes when the enemy returns what i will often do in in prayer you know, obviously repenting and making sure that I'm right with the Lord. And then if the, the chatter continues, I will just say, you know what, Jesus has forgiven me for my sins. So if there's any issue that you may have, go and talk to him. Holy <laughs> Spirit, if you like to, you know, and then there's just like nothing. Really, you got nothing? Okay, let's move on. I mean, you know, if we're uncertain, ask the Holy Spirit to come to our defence. And I tell you what, there will be complete silence in that chatter mm. because as you said, Fidelis, there is nothing he can say about it because it is mm-hmm. shut down. It yeah. is moved from East as far as from the West. And um, yeah, not... so can Sherry, ask... Monica. yeah, Monica. Yeah, can I just add to that? Um, I think, and and just
0: uh, echoing what uh, Fidelis and Anne-Marie are saying, I think for, for a lot of us um, Christian women or believers, we sometimes feel the need to be perfect with God. Um, you know, because like, maybe you, you've been a Christian for many, many years, or, you know, you're all right, I really should be mature enough to handle the situation, or really should be Christian enough. Um, I, but I think, you know, each of us will find, and to this um, person who commented, thank you. And you know, I think just to to emphasize again that I think we all fall short. Like, um, you know, like almost by the hour. I mean, between three and six p.m. when my kids come back from school, I'm probably falling short like every, you know, uh, half an hour or something, right? But it's that it's that constant. One thing is that it's that constant refining. So as long as again, I guess this is my coach hat on, but I think as long as we are, you know, repenting and we're trying to improve on that, even as like a one one smidge um of uh, improvement i think that's us moving in the right direction but also i think um there's a difference between shame and guilt um mm. guilt is an emotion right guilt is like i feel guilty i said that or i feel guilty i didn't say that um in which we can okay you know i'm really sorry god i should have not said that or i should have said that but shame is the enemy trying mm-hmm. to make shame our identity so I think we, we can sit in this space of guilt for so long that um, shame creeps in, and then the enemy just reminds us, "Oh my gosh, how could you have done that? You know, you're such a bad mom. You're such a bad wife." You'd, da 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 da. And 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 without knowing, shame becomes our identity. You know, and I think that's where the enemy's robbed us of our identity. So again, it's you know sort of pulling ourselves out of that, going, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is not what God says about me. Um, yes, I've done, I've made a mistake, but, you know, um, our God forgives and forgets, as as you said, fits. and, I, you know, and then we, we just got to make sure that we don't get stuck in that shame being our identity, and I think we all do find ourselves in that space every now and then, but I think it's about just constantly reminding ourselves, like, you know, and again, coming back to God's word, right, and,
2: and um, just how he's created us, so I thought I'd just... Uh, that's that beautiful. Interview. You know, the, we, they don't have that saying, Jesus, take the wheel for nothing. Is <laughs> it? We can often say that many yeah. times during the day. Now, I know we have gone way over time, but Sherry, mm-hmm. did you want to have any insights that you want to share to this wonderful do, question? We I all obviously relate.
3: Yeah, I love everything you've all said and I agree with everything you've all said. The only other thing I'd add to that is when I stuff up and I do the wrong thing and I'm reminded of my humanity, I'm reminded of how much I need God and how much I need Mm. Jesus. And it actually gives me an opportunity to then rest in the love, to rest in the forgiveness, rest in the peace, rest in the love that God offers me because if I was perfect, I wouldn't really need them. You know, I wouldn't need God. I wouldn't need Jesus. I wouldn't need the Holy Spirit, but I do, and I love that I do. And so I actually feel a lot more comfortable now about my humanity, about that I'm not perfect, that, you know, sometimes I do mess up but it also gives me that opportunity just to come back to just soaking in his love and his forgiveness and just being so grateful for that.
2: Oh, wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, before we finish off, I would just like to go around and for those people who are listening or, uh, live or even the recording later, if people would like to reach out to you personally, what is the best way for them to connect? Sherry, we'll start with you. How can people connect with you? Yep.
3: So I'm on Instagram. Um, that's where I hang out all the time. I am on Facebook, but I love Instagram. So missy.wildflower is my account. And if you'd like to reach out, I'd love to chat with you
2: fantastic Monica
0: yeah so I'm on Instagram as well it's uh, Monica.d.r um, and yeah I love to chat if anyone wants to hear
2: a lot more of my story <laughs> I'm happy to share fantastic and uh, Fidelas I know that we're streaming live across a number of your platforms but are there any other ways that you can uh, be connected to if someone wants to reach out
1: yeah thanks Anne-Marie so all this IG. (laughs) We'll go to IG Instagram. So it's coach underscore Fidelis underscore cruise. Come and say hello.
2: Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, while we're doing Instagram over and and I am over and at Anne Marie coach. Thank you so much, ladies. We have gone way over time, but I tell you what, when we start to talk and we, and (laughs) uh, yeah, and just contribute, we realize that all of us are going through similar things. What wonderful, lo- loving God that we have and a forgiving God. And it's just like us as parents, you know, when our children do something and they come with a humble heart and say, sorry, um, we just want to hug them, don't we? And uh, our father is so much greater than we will ever be as parents. But um, it just shows that he is a, a loving father as well. Yeah yeah is is forgiving with everything that we do we ask him to thank you once again ladies for uh, contributing and we just uh, yeah we hope that people who listen and watch uh, are blessed by uh, the things that we shared today bye for now everyone thank
1: you thank you Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by today's message. If you'd like to find out more about how you can work with a Christian business coach and to grow your business and be part of our free KWE community, go to Entrepreneurs.com.
2: And if you'd like to learn more about how to start a Kingdom Focus podcast so you can build your visibility and impact in a much bigger way, go to podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash kingdom podcast. And we would love you to leave some feedback over on our Apple Podcast channel, we'd really appreciate it.
0: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C-SuiteRadio.com.